Freedom or free stuff? You only get to choose one. Call 888-673-1450. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Said that Castro was making a speech to a large assembly. And he was going on at great length. And then a voice out in the crowd said, peanuts, popcorn, Cracker Jack. And he went on speaking. And again, the voice said, peanuts, popcorn, Cracker Jack. And about the fourth time this happened, he stopped in his regular speech. And he said the next time he says that, he says, I'm going to find out who he is and kick him all the way to Miami. And everybody in the crowd said, peanuts, popcorn, Cracker Jack. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Happy Veterans Day to you. And I've got Uncle Milty here. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Excellent. Excellent hour in the last hour with Dr. Duke Pesta talking about the necessity now of raising your kids and even homeschooling them. And maybe it's something you haven't thought of, but I'll tell you something with that deep equity program now in the schools. um, It's all about getting rid of your whiteness, basically hating America. Everybody's a victim. Um, Men oppress women um, and Christians oppress everybody. And it's all about how if you're a white um, male or female, really, um, a person in America that's Christian, you're the biggest oppressor of them all, uh, especially you white males. That's what our kids are getting raised on from kindergarten up. And if your state has it their way, um, it'll be from three years old up for preschool. Mm-hmm. So they, they love their preschool government programs. And so we're, we're in a state of hurt. We really are. And we're not understanding that we've got to pull our kids out because it's uncomfortable for parents to do that. It's, it's not even a matter of education anymore. It's a matter of saving them. Yeah. Yeah. Saving them. It's uh, I tell my kids all the time, I'll homeschool my grandkids, whatever I need to do, because I, I can't watch them go to the public school system now from kindergarten on up and watch this happen to them. Um, it's it, even reeducating. And this is the thing. A lot of even people that homeschool, what are they teaching their kids to? I don't know. I mean, who knows whether it's the truth or not? I don't know. Sometimes it couldn't be. I don't know. If you're over 60 years old, Mm -hmm. you have to teach your children and your grandchildren somehow make them understand what it would have been like to live in the Soviet Union Mm -hmm. or in communist China (laughs) or in Cuba Mm -hmm. uh, so that they can see what's happening because they can't even see it. Yeah. They, they knew the only way to get people to want this was to get them to want it. And you forcing on a bunch of Americans, forcing communism, and socialism. Oh, no, 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 no. They're smarter than that. They yeah. get you to want it. So what are they doing? Creating generations of kids who grow into adults who want socialism, who think communism isn't so bad. Um, it, it's it's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. And so that's why I wanted to talk about veterans uh, a little bit. And I wanted to talk about what their message is. We're not hearing from a lot of the veterans anymore. The, the veterans um, from World War II are phasing out. I mean, we don't not have hardly left. any left um, from that era. And that truly was a different era. I went and saw Midway over the weekend, that that uh, redo movie. And it was it was it was a good movie. It was a huge battle. It was a good movie. Um and even when I was watching it, I was thinking, do we know the truth about about uh, World War II? Are we ready to face that or no? You know, what, what, how are we ever going to face uh, the truth of some of the things? And it still doesn't even 
you know, the truth of the thing is over here. And then we have all of these veterans and all these guys and people in my own family that have signed up because they love country, signed up, put themselves in harm's way. And as I was watching Midway, I kept getting this thought of these young men. And I'm talking young. Just picture your young men, people. You can't imagine them going over and doing some of the things these guys did. But the, there are moments of solid bravery, of running into the battle. Can you imagine running into a battle? And can you imagine this generation of kids running into a battle? I can't. No. Um, what it took to do that and what it took because of love for country, love for their fellow man, um, and that unselfish interest um, of saying that there's there's a bigger plan, you know, and I'll, I'll be part of that and I will go. I'm telling you, there's just nothing that equates to that. I think that's why I get teary-eyed when I see a World War II veteran sing or uh, walk down in, a, in the middle of a parade. And I think, you know, there were there were all kinds of moments of bravery uh, for this generation and, and the generations that came after, those in Nam, those in all kinds of different uh, wars that we've had. And then since then, there's been a lot of calling out of, wait a minute, what are we still doing? Mm-hmm. What are we still doing? Let's stop putting people in harm's way. And I can agree with that. Absolutely. Well, you know, the, the, when you look at World War II and, and what we actually were mm-hmm. fighting for then, compared to these things we're involved in today, there's just not even a comparison. Mm-hmm. We actually were in danger of losing the world. Mm-hmm. To a to a madman. Well, that's what Midway was about. That yeah. and it was about it was about securing, um, you know, uh, certain uh, islands and things so that so the encroachment on the West Coast. Right. And we get that. And I think there's something that's very you've got your money people behind World War Two and you've got that whole faction. And we could talk about that. But the veteran, the veteran that that signed up the veteran that went the the ones that rushed in to go my hats off to those people because you can't even imagine what that was like at that time but also even even up to current day they're still going in for a lot of the right reasons they're still going in and they had to change the ads so that they wouldn't be about battle because they were trying to get new recruits. Mm-hmm. They're really low on they're, they're low on uh, attracting people to come in, so they're doing more benefits and, and such. But I really did um, love the story of uh, that Sam Elliott did. Sam Elliott was asked to speak in May, and the veteran that he spoke about was sitting there um, right in front of him. Actually, it was really a neat, uh, just a, a really neat story. I'll play that in the next segment, but. Um, it truly, it truly was a interesting to hear him talk about this gentleman's story who was sitting in the front row, and how he and his brother went into World War II and what happened to them and the horrific things that they were uh, that they had to see. But on Veterans Day, with so much of my family being veterans, Uncle Milty's a veteran. Yes, I am. Yep. Um, Army. Army and Navy. Wow. I did double doer. I did it and I'm because I'm selfish actually. Really? Yeah, because I always enjoyed watching the Army Navy football game, but I didn't like having to be on the losing side. <laughs> oh so if I enlisted in the Only Army you. and the Navy, I can root f- whoever wins, mm. I'm on that side. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's Uncle Milty for you. Um, well, um, I, I invite you to talk about your experience 
if you will, maybe even how that changed, what happened. Um, and and honestly, I can see this from a lot of different angles. Um, I think there were a lot, there was a lot more anger with Vietnam. I think that we saw I had a lot more anger. There was why are we here? Why what are we doing? What are we doing in this? I saw some of that with even Iraq and even Desert Storm at the time um, going through those. But I think that we have to take a good hard look. You know what what are what are we doing? What are we doing? And could we do things much differently? Um, I think we actually could do things much differently and maintain our freedom. I really do. I just I would hope that we'd be looking at other things after all this many decades. But uh, but all of the political aspects mm-hmm. and the economic aspects mm-hmm. of war do not directly affect the veteran. Right. Right. They're they're doing yep. their job. Yep. And I see I get that. That's why we bring it up all the time yeah. is because I totally understand that when that World War Two vet gets up and had to go and even or even signed up to go for that experience and ran into battle. Um, they did so because of a love that they had. Right. That's where that courage sprang from. And um, and that yeah. has to be recognized. It's amazing. But if you constantly tell your young men, we shouldn't belong in this war, we shouldn't do this war, this war is only for the bankers, this mm-hmm. war is only, then why would they want to fight for you? They wouldn't. Exactly. They wouldn't. Um, there might there might come a time soon where we actually are really fighting for our freedom. What will we be left with to fight yeah. um, for our free for our actual freedom? And that really is worth a discussion, isn't it? Because um, with the school system the way it is, and this is why I brought it up in the beginning of this hour, with what we're teaching our kids in hate this country, we're all racist, this country made us racist. Can you imagine such a lie? Mm. This country made us racist. Um, And all of these lies that they're hearing, what are you going to see in a 21-year-old when the time comes that you actually are fighting for your freedom? Then what? We're, We're not left with much. I'll tell you that. Well, the sad thing is that if if it ever went bad, mm-hmm. and let's say we went to war with China, right? And China won, mm-hmm. you'd really find out what it's like to be a minority then. Yeah, because with the Chinese ruling you, you you're going to find out being white isn't all that big a deal. Right, <laughs> right, and and really that is in the curriculum in all areas of the curriculum yep. and they're teaching from that point of view. I mean, can you imagine hiring um, Sharpton to come in and put together a program to teach your kids? Cause that's basically what we did with Gary Howard. Gary Howard was the originator of deep equity and he would go around talking about um, social justice. All of his talks for 35 years were social justice and, and basically uh, white people are awful and they suck and they're terrible and we have to retrain them to be good people. Honestly, this is the guy that the school districts have invited in to our kids' lives and your family, because what your kid learns affects your family. And so um, when we come back, I want to play Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott delivered just such a great story. Um, I love some of these stories. This is why I went to see Midway. I love to see these stories. And I, I, I think that all of us can say that when you hear these stories, we're so affected by these brave men, by what they did, by their courage to go through this circumstance. The one thing that strikes me so much is how much the World War II vets never spoke about World War II. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't talk about it. It was so horrific what they saw. They couldn't talk about it. Most of them couldn't to their families. They no. wanted to move on, but they just couldn't speak of it. 
think about that. That's that's wow. That's a thought. Yep. Pretty uh, pretty strange situation. Yeah. And my hat always goes off to those um, that willingly and wanting go and serve. And uh, just like all the uh, huge amount of family members that I have um, that have served and have loved their time in the service, too. Um, I, I just I felt like I really wanted to address this today a little bit and, and talk about some of these things. Also, um, I have a, a couple different accounts, too, um, talking about these things as well. By the way, the judge dismissed uh, Trump's tax return and uh, and what an idiotic, idiotic, idiotic thing that has been <laughs> the tax return. Who cares? Who cares? Honestly, who cares? I could care less. Uh, everybody knew what Trump's taxes were because it was splashed about in the newspapers for 30 years. Who cares? Anyway, be right back on the Kate Daly Show. That was good on the judge, too. That was a good decision by the judge. Be right back. Have you been struggling with erectile dysfunction? Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. There is now a breakthrough and long-lasting fix for erectile dysfunction that does not require medication, injections, or surgery. You heard that right, no more pills. This new treatment is called acoustic wave therapy. It utilizes an FDA-cleared device that is clinically proven to increase blood flow, exactly what you need more of if you have ED. With just a few short treatments in our clinic, you can eliminate erectile dysfunction completely. Call in the next three minutes, and we'll give you the initial doctor's exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound totally free. That's a $300 value. Call now, 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. If you have erectile dysfunction and you're sick of the pills, call Wasatch Medical Clinic right now for that free assessment. 435-922-7000. At America First Credit Union, we don't want you as a customer. Why? Because we don't have customers. We have members. That's why you get personal service, better interest rates, and lower fees. Welcome to America First Credit Union. Equal housing opportunity lender, federally insured by NCUA. Best inventions of all time? The wheel, obviously. Cheeseburgers, no-brainer. And, of course, Tempur-Pedic mattress technology. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. Save up to $600 on one of those magnificent Tempur-Pedic mattress sets at our Veterans Day sale. Plus, we'll throw in a $300 gift with purchase. You want more? Okay. 72 months, no interest financing, and free delivery. Best service, best selection, best prices, best mattress. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. I'm Larry Gelwick's The Getaway Guru. Join me on The Travel Show every Saturday at 11 a.m. for the best travel deals on the planet right here on St. George News Radio, KZNU. Here's a discount with over 15 years in the making. It's Employee Pricing Plus at Stephenway Chrysler Jeep Dodge and Ram. We're stacking them deep and selling them cheaper. How about up to $18,000 off a new 2019 Ram? We've got over 150 new 2019s Dodges, Jeeps, Rams, and Chryslers at historically low employee-only prices. We'll meet or beat any Vegas, Salt Lake, or Idaho deal. You've got it made at Stephen Wayne. See dealers for details. 
Why does choosing an independent pharmacy like Stuckey Family Pharmacy make such a difference? Because you'll have a pharmacist like Sam Stuckey who takes the time to know you. I really enjoyed the interaction with the people and making a difference in people's lives. That's what I love the most. I love the patient interactions. I love talking with people, coming up with ideas that possibly could help them and being successful in it. Experience Stuckey Family Pharmacy. Ask about their prepackaging options and free delivery. Stuckey Family Pharmacy, where you are family. The locally owned and operated Ashley Home Store would like to take a moment and thank those that serve this Veterans Day. It's because of these amazing men and women that we can have the freedoms we enjoy every day in the United States of America. Stop by the Ashley Home Store and save throughout the entire store. Get the entire family together with big savings on sectionals. Movie night is more comfortable with great deals on sofas, recliners, and love seats. Family game night can last for hours with low prices and great styles on dining room sets. Plus, the perfect accessories to make your house a home. Sleep better with great mattresses in the Ashley Sleep Center, too. Right now, get 30% off or 72 months, 0% interest at the Ashley Home Store on East Red Cliffs Drive in between the DI and Pine. View Stadium 10. You're going to love this Ashley Fenton This is Morgan Gubler with Cash Valley Bank. I know banks can seem like they're all the same. A lot of them seem faceless to me, too. That's why I've spent my whole career where I've spent my whole life, where I can put a face to every name that I serve. I've known most of my clients here in Washington County for a long time, and I enjoy getting to know those I don't know already. If you want a loan for your business, I won't just give you a phone number to call or a website to visit. Meet me in my office, or I'll go to you. To me, banking is a relationship business. I build relationships with my clients and learn how their businesses operate so that I'll know how to help. I couldn't be prouder to be spending my career with Cash Valley Bank, offering all our clients quality customer service. Mountains await. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. God bless America. Land that I love. Stand beside the light with the light on a from the That was Army Captain uh, Luis Avila, uh, who was severely wounded by a bomb in 2011 in Afghanistan. He was singing to President Trump. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Glad you're joining us. I have Uncle Milty with me. Um, we were just talking about how our youth are being educated and what does that mean for our future? What does that mean when, when we're talking Veterans Day? What does that mean? Um, how do we feel about our country? How do we feel about, well, everything? will be impacted yeah yeah it uh it's sad it's really sad and and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a lot of things i think that are really uncomfortable coming up in the future um Boy. to change to change mm-hmm. it and uncomfortable might mean that we don't have 
free public school. It's not so free as that you're paying a huge amount of property taxes, but you know what I mean, on a daily basis. Yeah, well, um, we're paying for it in more ways than just money, too. Right. We're, we're paying for it with the really bad future for our children. Yeah. And what they're learning, what they're learning about themselves and what they're learning. Uh, and I want you to listen to Sam Elliott talk, tell this story. This story was done in May um, at, a, at a veterans at the veterans concert and uh, conference, I should say. And when he tells the story, think about this young kid. And think about our youth today and think about this young kid. And, and, and as he tells the story from this kid's, you know, this kid's point of view, this is such an interesting, I don't know, just insight into, um, into the thoughts of the day um, and how we thought about family and country. So here we go. Here's Sam Elliott presenting. Here to tell Sergeant Lambert's story is this year's Academy Awarded nominated actor, Sam Elliott. We were headed to Omaha Beach, and I was glad. After all the fighting in Africa and Sicily, I just wanted to get this war over with. It was daylight on the 6th. I went up on deck and found my brother Bill there. We talked about our chances and what our parents would think. About 6 a.m., the signal came to go to stations. My brother and I promised whoever survived would take care of the other's family. And we shook hands and went our separate ways. I climbed down the nets and got into the Higgins boat with my unit. On the way in, we could hear the battleships firing and see see the big shells landing ahead of us. Guys were getting sick and vomiting from the choppy water and the diesel fumes. As we got in closer, the Germans had a bird's-eye view of us coming in. We picked up machine gun fire. The bullets clanged against the metal ramp of the boat like hail. Then the big 88s on the hill opened up. Every time a shell whistled overhead, all you could hear was the sound of a banshee screaming. Boats around us were burning. I saw men on fire. Even their shoes were on fire. Dead and wounded were floating in the water. We had orders not to stop and pick anyone up. I told my men when the ramp drops, hit the water hard and keep as low as you can to dodge the bullets. We sank up over our heads. That was the last time I saw most of them. 31 men jumped off that boat. Just seven of them made it to the beach. The only cover was a block of concrete the Germans had failed to clear. That's where I set up a collection point for the casualties. Medics were trained not to dig in. We were there to see the troops and for them to see us. I detailed Corporal Raymond Lepore to hunker down and treat the men while I brought in the injured. Ray and I had been together since 39. I knew I could count on him. It was total confusion, shells exploding, boats blowing up, people yelling because he couldn't hear anything, machine gun bullets hitting the water all around you, the roar of the boats coming in. It's like you're all alone in a world of a million people because you're concentrating on what you have to do. Hadn't gone far when I felt a bullet go through my right arm. I just kept going. I was thinking of only one thing, getting to the men who needed me. 
There was a soldier laying right on the edge of the water. One arm was almost shot off. Every time a wave would come in, that arm would be pulled back out to sea, and he'd try to reach out for it. The first thing you're supposed to do is keep a wounded man from going into shock. But he was too far gone. Nothing I could do for him. He died in my arms. I was on my way to treat another soldier when a piece of shrapnel the size of my hand tore a hole in my left thigh. I put a tourniquet on it, gave myself a shot of morphine, and went back to work. You did the job you were trained to do. If you didn't, you died. I could feel my right arm going numb from the first bullet. Saw a guy struggling in chest-deep water. Grabbed him with my good arm just as a Higgins boat rolled in and dropped its ramp. The ramp hit me right in the back, crushed two vertebrae, and pushed us both to the bottom. That's when I started talking to the one guy I knew could help me. I said, God, I've asked you many times, but just give me another chance. Let me save one more person. And for some reason, that boat raised its ramp and backed out. Somehow I managed to drag his boat to safety. I told Corporal Lepore he'd have to take my place. He stood up, and then he just collapsed against my shoulder. His helmet fell off, and I saw the hole right in the center. Everything went black after that. The next thing I knew, I was on a boat going back to England. A Navy doctor looked at my dog tags and he told me, we have another Lambert here. My brother's Bill's stretcher was put right next to mine on the dock at Weymouth. He'd been on the beach with G Company. We went to the hospital in the same ambulance. When I woke up, he was on the cot next to me. He looked over and said, what are you doing here? Same thing you are, I told him. And he said, oh God, now what's mother going to think? We both made it out okay. Bill lived to be 92. People who have never been in a war should understand what soldiers give up. The guys we left on Omaha Beach never had a chance to live the lives they've dreamed of. Day hasn't gone by when I haven't prayed for the men we lost and their families. I still wake up at night sometimes thinking about the guys. Every man that walked into those machine guns and that artillery fire on Omaha Beach that day, every man was a hero. What kind of person would I be if I didn't tell their stories? Wow. That was Sam Elliott. Uh, and then he went and hugged uh, this gentleman whose story it was, uh, trying very, very, it was a very difficult uh, to get him out of the chair and, and stood there and gave him a hug, told him it was an honor to meet him. And I share that with you because I know that if people told those stories, and many have, um, that they would sound a lot like that. They were very, can you even imagine going through those events? I watched, you know, watching, you know, the Battle of Midway and knowing what I knew about it beforehand, too. I mean, it's amazing what what we're willing to put ourselves through, truly. Um, Love for country, love for each other. And, you know, there are a lot of times on the show where I'll bring up 
the, the, the history going on. And I could. I could bring up the history with the Rockefellers. I could bring up the history going on behind the scenes. And that, to me, does not negate this bravery. It doesn't negate this courage. It doesn't negate just what it does is it shows me that there are a lot of forces behind the scenes that benefit mutually from some of the things that we end up doing. But the things that we end up doing are still very real and very personal and very much a part of the fabric of our lives because of the, the situations we are placed in as citizens. And so even apart from even talking about the history, you have to give what's due, and that is to those that sign up and go. Yep. That's, that's huge. And it doesn't, it doesn't make their deaths in vain, knowing the true history about what actually happened behind the scenes, money-wise or anything else. But it does give us more context in which to maybe stop it happening again. Yeah. That's the, that's the t- solid truth about that. That's why I do what I do. And in no way would I ever want to say that, you know, or, or even have that sort of um, message that this was because it wasn't done in vain. All of these people died a very horrendous death and they did it. They did it knowing that they might not ever come home. And a lot of them ran into it knowing they wouldn't come home. How do you get that kind of just character and integrity to do that? It's amazing. 16 million Americans served in World War II. Wow. There's less than 400,000 still alive. Oh, my gosh. Really? Out of 16 million. Out of 16 million. Yep. I know you might have a lot of uh, veterans in your family. Um, And uh, we've all, I think every family's paid a dear price. Every single family. Uh, Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. I had a teacher in community college, mm-hmm. World War II submariner, submariner mm-hmm. and he was a straight shooting guy. Right. He told us some stories. He was strafed off the deck of the submarine, and the sub went down. Whoa. And he was out there by himself, <laughs> and then about an hour later, the sub came back and got him. Oh, my gosh. And the skipper gave him a double leave when they got back to Pearl. Yeah. And they went out again, and they never came back. And he went on another boat. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. Appreciate that. Wow. Huh. Submarine duty is an interesting thing. (laughs) Is it now? Could you tell us more about that? (laughs) It's it's an experience. I'm I'm too claustrophobic for that. There's nothing else like it. I can't even imagine. You know, you actually have to learn everyone else's job when you're mm-hmm. on a submarine. Yeah. Because if something happens, you have to be somebody has to be able to do that job. I mean, there's no right. extras on board. That's right. <laughs> at all. Yeah, I was going to say you you wouldn't you wouldn't have no. anybody available. 888-673-1450. You're more than welcome uh, to give us a call. Uh, there's just so much to talk about when we're talking about war, when we're talking about all these things. And we've talked about it in so many angles on the show in so many different ways, because I do think there is a um, definite money side behind the truth of why some of the, some a couple of people put us in the positions that we did. But the positions that we got put in uh, were real and that we, you know, as a as a as a young country. You know, you fight for that country, and um, and I, I feel sad that we're that we're losing all of our World War II veterans. I really am. I'm sad to see that happen. You know, to give you an example, though, mm-hmm. Vietnam was a long war. It was a ten year war. Yeah. At World War II, there were 16 million Americans. Mm-hmm. 
Vietnam. Five, six, six years. Mm-hmm. 610,000 Americans served on land in Vietnam or in the air or in the air over Vietnam between 1954 and 1975. Wow. That's all. Wow. Less than a million. Really? I'll be right back. St. George, uh, sorry, I'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. I can't talk today on the Kate Daly Show. Stay with us. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. Back in like January, February, I'd like get home, make myself something to eat, blah, blah, blah. My girlfriend works nights. By like 8.30, 8 o'clock, I'd be in bed. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, if this is what the rest of life is like, I'm doomed. Today is day 14 of me taking balance of nature. And my energy level's through the roof. It took me like five years of hearing it on talk radio to actually try it. The difference is night and day. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. Call or go online now and become a preferred customer, which gives you our best pricing and free shipping. And we will take an additional 35% off of your first order. This will be a limited time offer, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800 800- Two four six eight seven five one, or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code CANYON. You've been extra good this year. You might even say triple good. That's why Golden West is offering triple the points on all Golden West rewards card purchases during the holidays. That means triple the rewards, triple the fun, triple the friends. Well, maybe not triple the friends, but when they hear you're earning triple the points through the holidays, they'll be triple impressed. Get your Golden West Visa rewards card and start earning triple rewards points today. Apply at any branch or online at GWCU.org. Golden West Credit Union. We'll take care of you. It's the tale of two Utahs. Too often, career politicians focus all their attention on the Wasatch Front. But here in rural Utah, the heavy hand of government hinders our way of life. It's time for game-changing leadership. Meet Republican Jeff Burningham. He doesn't come from wealth or privilege. Jeff is a self-made businessman who started with nothing. During the recession when businesses were failing, Jeff Burningham built one of the fastest-growing companies in America and helped create thousands of jobs in Utah. Jeff Burningham knows that our land and natural resources are the foundation of our economy. As governor, he'll use his business experience to help our rural economies prosper. He'll fight for more access to public lands and get the government out of our way. Conservative outsider, job creator, problem solver. That's Jeff Burningham. Jeff Burningham for governor. Game-changing leadership. Paid for by Burningham for Governor. My name is Aaron Ward. I have been sober 28 years, and I work for Lionsgate Recovery. Started partying in high school, you know, a little beer, a little of the other things, and I liked it. I avoided my family as much as possible. I felt a lot of shame. I became homeless. I was uh, spiritually bereft. There was nothing left. I really wanted to be that person who could help another person, and I wanted the credentials to do it. There isn't a week go by that I'm crying in group, and I see hope. Lionsgate Recovery. People in recovery, helping people find recovery. 
St. George's most trusted jeweler, Mack & Sons Jewelers, has provided fine jewelry and exceptional customer service. But now the Mack family has decided to retire and close their jewelry store forever. This is the largest sale in Mack & Sons history, and their entire inventory must be sold. Save up to 70% off. Find diamonds, precious gemstones, watches, and more. Start shopping today for the holidays and save up to 70% off. Hurry in. Mack & Sons Jewelers going out of business sale. 440 West St. George Boulevard, St. George. This is Morgan Gubler with Cash Valley Bank. I know banks can seem like they're all the same. A lot of them seem faceless to me, too. That's why I've spent my whole career where I've spent my whole life, where I can put a face to every name that I serve. I've known most of my clients here in Washington County for a long time, and I enjoy getting to know those I don't know already. If you want a loan for your business, I won't just give you a phone number to call or a website to visit. Meet me in my office, or I'll go to you. To me, banking is a relationship business. I build relationships with my clients and learn how their businesses operate so that I'll know how to help. I couldn't be prouder to be spending my career with Cash Valley Bank, offering all our clients quality customer service. Mountains away. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. With the changing temperatures, heating and cooling systems can struggle to keep all areas of your house comfortable, like your bonus rooms, garage, enclosed patios, master bedrooms, casitas, and more. Air care professionals can help these troubled areas with their Mitsubishi electric cooling and heating ductless system, offering individual comfort control to a more personal defined space. Purchase a system from Air Care Professional this month and get up to $300 off and 0% equipment financing options OAC. Call 628-2423 or online at aircarepro.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Plans that I love stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above, from the mountain to the prairie. To the ocean, wide with home. God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, my home, sweet home. That was a veteran singing uh, God Bless America, 99 years old, 99 years old. Uh, welcome back to the Kate Daly Show, Veterans Day, and I have Uncle Milty with me. We were just talking about a little bit about Vietnam, too. Um, you know, Gordon Duff from Veterans Today, interesting guy, and uh, I don't always agree with everything Gordon Duff says, but this is what he had to say about Vietnam, and you tell me if you agree. I'm just going to read you one little sentence. Vietnam was a lesson, the best teacher of all time. A slaughter that destroyed a generation. He was in Vietnam. A slaughter that that destroyed a generation of Americans, devastated a nation, and opened the door for a political takeover of America that has accumulated in what we see today. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree 100% with that statement. Yeah. We treated the the returning soldiers terribly. Mm -hmm. The politics of the nation went crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it lasted 10 years. Long time. A little, little over 10 years, which was, a, a, I mean, World War II wasn't even close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not a war like World War II. Yeah. And it, and that's where they started first using that term police. Well, Korea actually was, but right. police action. Yeah. You know. He, uh, yeah, go ahead. There was lots of justification for Vietnam that didn't make sense to anyone. Yeah. That's the bottom line. But we treated our soldiers poorly because of the politics of the war. Mm-hmm. That was wrong. Yeah, because that, that, that's separate wrong. and uh, it was pretty horrific and they didn't come right home, right? No, a lot of them. I mean, some got sent right mm-hmm. back home, but most uh, most of the Vietnam veterans... Uh, when I was in, I didn't. I I was not. I didn't fight in Vietnam, but I mm-hmm. I processed a lot of soldiers coming out of Vietnam, and a lot of them got sent to other countries first, not mm-hmm. directly back to the United States. Right. So in Germany, a lot of the soldiers coming into Germany, I was processing them in coming out of Vietnam. Wow. And then they would spend a year or so or two in Germany, and then get transferred stateside again. Right. Hmm. He ended that uh, article he wrote. He wrote about all the different soldiers that he served with and what happened to them. And he said that most of them had died in different ways um, after they had come back to the ones that had made it home. And he said, you know, a Googling will show them all erased from history as well as so many others. Erased or as today smeared Google and uh, Wikipedia. Funny how they don't know how funny funny. They don't know how funny, but I do. I laugh and laugh. In fact, I laugh all the time. It's hard to stop someone. Truth? Thus far, our study group of veterans hasn't found a single just war in the past uh, 2,000 years that's truthful. Interesting. And he said, uh, if you can think of one, let us know. You know, it's interesting because when I think about World War II, whether we were placed in the position to have Pearl Harbor happen, whether that was known or unknown, whether our president knew about that, because there's a lot of controversy surrounding that, a lot of books being read, mm-hmm. we still landed in it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's that's the portion that's of it, yes, but that didn't change the fact that we landed in it. And as a citizenry, then had to deal with the consequences and also what was going on. So, like I said, you could still know the truth behind something like that, except that that truth doesn't really change what actually happened because it still happened and um, and that's why I mean I could that's why I could do so many shows on this because it's uh, it's separate for me it's separate for me it's like the, the soldiers in Vietnam my heart goes out to them for what they had to deal with yeah. what they had to go through and I met I've met a few had a few on the show that said I'm still messed up I'm still messed up from what I saw and I can't get unmessed up and it's uh, that's that's a difficult thing to see. And now, just 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 because I have to say this, I did some shows on um, all kinds of things since Desert Storm, and we're not in war yet. We have soldiers that are killing themselves, and and we have some pretty horrific situations going on. We're not actually in a war. I don't I don't think that sinks in sometimes. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it's it's you know. <laughs> What our military is supposed to be for is to defend our country. Mm -hmm. And since World War II, very little of that's been done. Yeah. I mean, who can really say we were defending our country when we fought in Korea? 
or we were defending our country in Vietnam. We Mm -hmm. were following orders. We were doing what we were told. We were told it was important. Mm -hmm. We were taught about the domino theory. We were defending an ally or an ally. But if you you realize that there was never any mention of this, (laughs) Uh, you know, nowhere can you find that this is the rule that you can go to war endlessly if if you're in support of somebody else. And why did you get that relationship in the first place is never talked about. So. Well, you know, a lot of people, and this came up just recently mm-hmm. when we, when the president announced we were pulling out of Syria, right? And everybody said, "Well, we're abandoning our ally, the Kurds." Um, well, how was he? So we yeah. also were allies with Turkey, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah, that, that's not even an argument. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's not an argument, and um, and that was it was good to pull what was left of our troops yes. out. There, there wasn't that many, but it was good. It was good to do that uh, for the mere sake of we have no business being in Syria in the first place. Um, so we can't even justify that. We can't justify that. And that was the Obama regime uh, putting us there, and the Obama regime in charge of, you know, by the way, the White Helmets guy, the guy that uh, pretty much invented the founder of the White Helmets, mysteriously um, committed suicide by falling off a building. No kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was kind of an interesting one. And there might even be a pardon of a, of a soldier that is serving a very long sentence. This was very controversial about, uh, about him ordering um, some um, Afghans be shot and killed. And so, of course, he went to Leavenworth long, long sentence in his 30s, but he might be pardoned today. I think there's a lot of cases like that. In a war situation, to put our troops in a situation like that, too, when we're not in war, um, you know... To have, I mean, unless there is so conclusive what somebody did, I can't imagine putting them in love. We did it during Vietnam, too. Mm -hmm. And, And to put a soldier into battle... And then charge him with murder mm-hmm. is absurd. Right, it is. It's absurd. absolutely absurd. Unless, 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 unless you have such evidence, unless it's on. I mean, unless, unless you're saying to me that that above and beyond their call to service was above and beyond that, and and that resulted in this thing that everyone could agree on happened. If you have a controversy about it. I can't imagine putting yeah, somebody in no. Leavenworth. I, I really can't. That's but you just know, horrendous to and me. And I'm going to say this. I, 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 things have changed in mm-hmm. the last three years. Look at how much more patriotic things are. are. Look mm-hmm. at how big of a deal Veterans Day has been this year compared to years yeah, past. that's true. The president broke a tradition today when he spoke in New York mm-hmm. City mm-hmm. at the Veterans Day parade. I mean... Right. There's a lot of things. They're little things, and they don't make big, big, major changes, but they're making little changes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they give me hope sometimes that we might actually be able to turn things around. Yeah. I don't know that we will. Mm-hmm. But if we don't, we're going to have a lot more veterans in the future. Yeah, we are. We are. And I I really don't want to see that. I, I know you don't probably either. Um, no. I You know, like I said, generations of my family have been veterans. Generations of my family have been touched by this. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for their willingness to serve. I'm grateful for that. Um, there's something to be said for that, and it needs uh, to be recognized. Um, but the problem is, is after World War I, we thought that was it. We were sold on World War One as being the war. Uh, that's why they called it the World War. They didn't call it World War One. <laughs> 
they weren't anticipating it too. Uh, so they called it the World War because they thought that was the end of it. And it was hard to get us in that one because the people weren't having it. They didn't want to, they didn't want to be involved in a world no. war. Um, and so the fact that we've just kept on going ever since the, um, um, you know, inception of the UN, which was built for peace, ironically, um, since the UN, we've had nothing but war, um, undeclared and, and, and so forth. So there has to be some sort of, I don't know what it is. Um, not discussion, that's a lame word, but but honestly, I think we have to really look in and say, why why do we not fight this more as citizens? Why do we why do we get a little complacent in this area and think that everything we do is is just and has to be? Why don't we ever question anything just because it's the military, because we've had relatives fight and die and has been huge losses in our family, wouldn't you want to say, Well, I don't want it to happen again? To another family? I mean, wouldn't you want that? I guess that's the problem I have in in why we're so quiet. We're so quiet about the military-industrial complex that it's become. And we've let it be hijacked. We've let that be hijacked. And that's sad to me because I think, you know, there's there's got to be at some point that we say we don't want any more of that if we can if we can help it. But we don't ever say that. I don't hear anyone saying that. Do you? No, and it, I think, it, you know, there are people out there that have been convinced that all these little, little mm-hmm. wars, little wars, military actions, I military guess. actions mm-hmm. are necessary yeah. to keep world peace. Right. Well, that's ridiculous. Look, ridiculous. look at what we did in, in Syria under Obama. And I remember Obama coming out and everybody wasn't having it at the time. They, no. weren't, they weren't very vocal about it, but they said, no, we're not. Uh, no, we don't support him going in with troops. And he tried everything. He sent around pictures of little kids. I mean, he did everything he could. And uh, the truth finally started coming out that Assad didn't gas his people. But then doesn't that make people wonder how many times that's happened? That's the problem. What should make people wonder is Mm -hmm. that the Constitution very specifically says that Congress has to declare war. Exactly. And up until that point, the president has no authority to send troops anywhere in the world. I agree. To fight in a a non-declared war. It's not allowed. So... And Go back and look. When was the last time Congress declared a war? And if we were a very smart country, we would put a lot of pressure on them to um, to absolutely annihilate the CIA in going around and helping with color revolutions and helping, I say in quotations, very disgustingly, mm-hmm. um, helping to start these things where then military actions just suddenly come about. Because if we stopped that, if we had Congress people that actually stopped the fact that the CIA actually could go in and maneuver and manipulate these situations, mm-hmm. then maybe it wouldn't even culminate in a military action but until we see that we're stuck and they don't have any oversight nobody tells them what they can do and can't do and that happened even under eisenhower so well and so many things we get involved in are actually someone else's mm-hmm. civil war yeah imagine if if all of these countries had sent people here to fight in our civil war i know 
Can you? Yeah. Can you? Yeah. I mean, our Civil War was bad enough. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if we all had enough these... here in the Revolutionary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we did. Exactly. We did. We had troops from all kinds of different. We learned places. our lesson. <laughs> we so did. I thought. Yeah, we did. And so you're right about that. It's a great point, though. And they didn't come in and then use it as an opportunity of chaos. Right. To take over, and we do that too. And so there has to be a moment where Americans finally say, "We don't want any more of that." unnecessarily. And so why don't we start looking at each and every military action and say, why are we doing this? If we get to that point, I will applaud. Um, If we can get rid of the CIA, I will applaud because the CIA has been known for this since the late 40s. Unless the United States of America is Mm -hmm. attacked by a military force from another country, there's no reason for us to go to war. Yeah. None. Right. The Battle of Midway, they wanted to take the West Coast. There was oh, yeah. a reason to fight. If they would have gotten that, uh, we would have been we would have been in trouble. And so I can see that too, and I agree with you on that, Uncle Milty. I think that um, if you can show me where we're actually defending, where we're defending our freedom against a nation trying to take it, then okay. If we can't do that, then the American people have to step it up and say, we're not going to do that anymore. I'm sorry, you're not going to let a military industrial complex take over. And the Japanese goal was to defeat America. Yeah. They were intended to to invade us by the West Coast. Mm Mm-hmm. They made a mistake. They didn't keep going after Hawaii, but yeah, well, yeah, and they, they, yeah, and they were trying with Midway. Oh, yeah. They wanted it. Yeah. Um, everybody have a great night. Have a great and night. And God bless all the veterans in the United yeah, States. I agree, absolutely. Be re- and we'll be back tomorrow. Be faithful. Be fearless. See you back here tomorrow. Thanks for thanks for tuning in and listening in. Everybody have a great one. of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine.